mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Open your hearts and loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situationships and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex regrets or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's Hey everyone, welcome to Couples Therapy. I'm Naomi. I'm Andy. And we are a couple. Yeah. We a couple of comedians. Yo. And on this podcast, we bring you the very best sets from our live show, Couples Therapy, which features stand-ups doing sets with their friends, exes, lovers, besties, siblings. Yeah. That's it. Great. <laughs> We're done. Good night, folks. We'll see you later. <laughs> you guys, um... <laughs> so happy to have you here, uh, to connect with you emotionally, to be here present of hearts and minds. Andy, I'm going to really let you kind of kick it off, because I feel like you went through something that I think our listeners will Ooh. really appreciate, something that I know I'm still shook by. Mm-hmm. You For know, long-time listeners of the show, you know, Naomi and I searched all summer for something to watch, yeah. finally found Pose on FX. Yes. Pose. And it fulfilled us uh, in our entertainment centers of our brain. It fulfilled us emotionally in our heart centers of our brain. It, cre- it created so many cleansing tears, so many tears that brought us closer together as a couple that we would finish an episode really feeling like our love was deepened, quite yeah. honestly. Quite a couple honestly. episodes ago, we talked about crying, and yeah. that was initiated because there were a number of scenes uh, end of the first episode when Blanca and what's his name now? The dancer guy. Oh my God! You're making... Damon. Yes, Damon. When they hugged and they <laughs> formed a family, we cried. Oh, I love like BYOF, build your own family. That's my vibe, <laughs> and anytime you can do it, I'm into it. And so, you know, as you know, we're into pose. And so, I mean, tell them, tell them. Great. So last night, my friend Cena, he's a comic book writer, and he has a uh, he's writes Iceman. We'll just say it. Iceman yes. is a gay character, and he had a, the the first issue just came out. And he had like a opening party, a premiere yeah. party. What do you call it with a comic book? I don't know. I don't know. A printing party? Print party. I don't know. So he had a party for it, and uh, he is friends with the creator of Pose, Stephen Canals. Oh. And Stephen interviewed Cena at a comic book shop, and I went and then Cena introduced me, and I fucking lost it. I Andy lost met. I was not able to talk. Andy met the creator of Pose. You guys. You guys, okay? 
This is epic. I get a text. I'm sitting at home. The one night I decide to stay in and nurse my depression, I get a text <laughs> message from Andy saying, in all caps, I just hugged Stephen Canals. And I was like, wow. I like almost died. When you said nurse my depression, by the way, I imagined you like breastfeeding this like dark cloud. <laughs> he says, God, you have such a rich visual mind. Uh, yes. Well, Naomi, I'm an auteur. <laughs> but no, no. So like, you know, look, I was thinking about this earlier today. Before I went to comedy, I was a professor for four years. So I spent four years talking to large groups of people. I have been a performer for the last eight years. Uh, I have met plenty of famous people and like kept it together. Yeah. Uh, I crumbled in front of <laughs> Steven. And I was just like, uh, Pose, my uh, fiance and I, we just uh, tears. And I like did this like very um, basic miming gesture. Yes. Of like tears streaming down our face. Uh, and I was not, I, I don't think I said an actual full sentence. Like if you saw the transcript for that, it would be like someone having a stroke and like trying to talk. I think that is like so wonderfully sweet. And then the even better part, you guys, and I think you guys as listeners need to come together and create you know, put all your mental energy. Stop what you're doing. Forget what you care about. Stephen Canals has subscribed to the Couples Therapy <laughs> Podcast. And what we need to have happen is for him to listen to them and love them and become our best friend. <laughs> I th yes, that's what we want so, out of this. Yes, yeah, so put all of your energy, you know, again, stop what you're doing. Uh, let go of your dreams. And just momentarily, if we could just all connect together and put energy into Stephen Canals taking this in. I feel like we are now, we crossed a line somewhere between like being fans to like being creeps. You mean because of what I just said? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. All right. I feel All right. like. I, I hear it. Uh, I hear it. I take it in. I, I hear it, I take it in. Um, however, we're not deleting any of it. Sure. No, 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 so... no. Keep this, uh, keep all, uh, you know, uh, if there is one thing about couples therapy is it shows our emotional honesty <laughs> and how we have uh, no boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have boundaries and then I was with, I've been with this one for almost a decade. And... Yeah. Andy had these boundaries and I just fucking kicked that shit down like a Kool-Aid man. Yeah. I just burst through that shit and said, we doing this. Yeah. Naomi, but much more svelte. I was like, I used to be like Bosnia Herzegovina. Okay. Naomi was the Civil War, whatever the hell happened. And do you see where we differ, listener? Okay, I'm giving you Kool-Aid commercial romp. And Andy is going to keep alive a war-torn moment in history. Sure. I was like Europe. And then Naomi, okay. Naomi came in like World War II and rearranged all the boundaries. That's better because I barely remember anything. I was, I was, I lived through obviously the whatever that war was in the late nineties. Black Hawk Down. Okay, you guys, I think it's a great time to give you our first set from. This is also from our live show at the Virgil. We have Greg Berent and Amira Rutola. Woo! You guys, they are it's very exciting. They are a married couple who have co-written several best-selling books, including It's Called a Breakup Because It's Broken, It's Just a Fucking Date, and the most recent, How to Keep Your Marriage from Sucking, which came out this year. So cop that. They also co-host the relationship podcast, Maybe It's You. Greg is a stand-up who's been on The Tonight Show, Late Night with Conan O'Brien, and served as a script consultant on Sex and the City. You guys, it's a true power couple we're bringing to your ear holes. So get ready. Roll it. How are you? I um, It's so bright up here. It's we are so bright. We, uh, as the only um, uh, white uh, cisgender 
couple on the show tonight, we just want to say uh, thank you for making us your diversity hire. <laughs> <laughs> Someday, though, it may, you know, God willing, there'll be a whole show with just white couples. <laughs> oh, I oh, don't. Po, po. I gotta say, I uh, um, I didn't know what to expect when we came here tonight, but young people out seeing couples, what the fuck is wrong? Why? <laughs> Like no Man. nothing sounds worse to me. Oh my god, nothing. I won't. We don't watch anything with a fuck a couple in it. We just want to watch nice single people kill each other or kill couples. If we could watch a show, just killing fucking married people. You've been married long yeah, enough. Yeah, like the purge. People like, like married people like marriage married marriage things. You know, they fucking hate them. They hate all of them. They hate Judd Apatow. <laughs> fuck all of you. The only thing, and this is true, the only thing we watch is Mad Men with our daughters. And we go, you're fucking lucky. You see how lucky you are? That's what we had. <laughs> and we're not kidding either. That's how old I am. It's so. called superstar parenting as well. Yeah. That's some great parenting happening. It is. Yeah. It is. Um, so uh, we'll go briefly over our uh, how we met, because we met before the... Uh, the, the uh, I know, I was listening to some of the stories, and I was like, oh, they got to do drugs. Like, so many drugs. <laughs> When I, when I met Greg, he was three years sober, and I worked in the music industry, so it was still like drinky drug time. Right, yeah, it was drinky drug time. We, didn't, we did no my, drugs together. This was my very first relationship that didn't I cried on my own. I just started crying on my own all the time. You gotta be and wide rub. awake for all of it. It's <laughs> no, not great. Not easy. That's no, not, if, you are, if you can still do drugs and alcohol, please do them. Uh, <laughs> don't ever come off completely if you can manage it. <laughs> And I'm a recovering addict and alcoholic. I'm saying that to you. Manage it. Manage it. It's worth it. If you can manage it, it's really worth manage it in those it. early days. You'll, you need it. You yeah. need it. Boy, the fucking Just gets old quick. Just get a little glassy-eyed. If you're there for it. It's louder than you think. <laughs> and the noises are weird. And yeah. it's, oh, the it's feels. Too much. And no, how do you talk dirty? We never talk dirty. Oh. We're like, ah, shut no, up. It's She's a like, nightmare. shut up. I'm like, I got it. I got it. Let's turn the lights off. They are off. More off. More yeah. off. Darker. Maybe we can be blindfolded, but not sexy blindfolded. Just like <laughs> protect me from the situation. Yeah, or or, or slide if somebody else in. If I can't see in. it, it won't be scarring. Yep. So yep. we're married. We've been married uh, I, I, 18 years. I, I'm so old that Andy Dick just showed you. You he would show it to your dick, his dick in person. That's how well I got to. Yeah, I'm not even kidding about that. Andy, put that away, please. Uh, yeah, he's a sheriff. Yeah, I know you don't have a phone. We don't have those yet, but you can send it to me in the future. But now, it, now it's just out, and everyone's bummed. <laughs> yeah. So, what did you what did you want to tell the people tonight about our? Uh, so we it, uh, we we met uh, three times before she remembered who I was, which is super romantic. Um, the first time I lived. I wasn't uh, taking resumes. <laughs> no. I live with uh, uh, David Cross and I had a place up on uh, uh, Franklin, a duplex, uh, and, uh, and we, would, we threw parties uh, uh, that Bill Maher would be the only person to attend in a limo, <laughs> not porn stars, and then he, anyway, anyway. Um, uh, uh, and, uh, and Amira came because uh, uh, in our particular circle of uh, friends was uh, Janine Groffalo, and, uh, and she had made a movie with Vince Vaughn, and she came with Vince Vaughn, and Vince Vaughn brought uh, Amira, and so I thought they were dating, and I was like, oh, fuck that guy. Um, and we always. were so drunk. He was, we yeah, literally, was, we had gone yeah. to Yee Rustic Inn, we had had yeah. all of the drinks. Yep, and I was like really Vince sober. Because Vince was an but, event drinker. But I thought you were hot, and I was like, hey, and you were, like, was walked hot. right past me. In my and own, young. In my house. And in my house. I live here. I live here. Okay, we'll just say hi then. <laughs> fuck you. And uh, 
Just say hi in my house. Don't act like I'm drunk and going to see more important people. <laughs> Bill Maher was in the back, and um, <laughs> it was. I did at the end of the night, though. I, I forgot about this, but Vince Vaughn was just standing in our driveway, to nobody going, turn it around, turn it around, <laughs> to, to no one. He was just yeah. evicting. He was evicting ghosts. He was just yeah. like, turn it around. Like, like I, I loved said, it. it was, I was like, it was oh my god. Drinking. Yeah. Unless he was talking to me, he may have been sending me back. Could have been, but but I remember very very little other than right. So we didn't meet really. Then we uh, we were at the Bumbershoot Festival, uh, like a year and a half later in Seattle. Yep, and I was up there doing stand up, and Amira was up trying to sign a band uh, uh, called uh, Sunny Day Real Estate. And I saw her in the lobby of a hotel, and I said, "Hey, we've met before." And you're like, "I don't." Nope. Nope. So that was. I don't think so. Yeah, and I uh, told her who I was, and then we were doing stand-up, and that is like telling somebody that, I have sand if you want to come play with that. Like, nobody <laughs> nobody cared about stand-up then. Yeah, really. he was like, you were at my barbecue. I was like, well, thank you for a fun time. The only that, more like, boring thing to tell somebody is you're in a surf band. I'm in a surf band. That's, we don't even have to have a witness protection program. You can just join a surf band, and you immediately disappear from <laughs> everybody's true. vision. You're just gone. No one even knows what a surf band is or cares. Yeah. That's why I'm in Whenever one. he starts playing guitar in the house, the girls go, should we go to the mall? And I'm like, we should. I'm gonna, we guys, should go to the mall. Where are you going? We're going to give you Pulp some fiction? space. Nothing. Some space. And, uh, and so then the third time we met, we, we were getting our hairs did. We were uh, both at a hair salon, yep. and we were sitting in the, um, in the waiting area looking at the GQs and the Esquires right. and the different magazines. And I we, was getting mine more bleached. Um, mm-hmm. I was, uh, this is when I, ha- I was like a f- fat singer from the offspring, the guy from the offspring, <laughs> fat Dexter, and, um, yeah. uh, and we were making fun of Jennifer Love Hewitt, and that's where I Because she had blossomed. a record album coming out, and yeah. I was like, I bet it's so good. Yeah. Uh, I bet it's really good. Yeah. So we she probably writes all her own songs. But I did say to you, I, she sat down next to me, and I said, hey, we, we've met before. And I went, nope. And, and I'm like, it's the fucking third time. I it's don't think so. It's the third fucking time, remember me, because I think we're supposed to be in love. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and it turns so out, then, so we did. No, so then we were at it, and it used to be like, now, now it's a much easier process, but it used to be like you'd have a smock on, and then they would paint and foil your hair, and they would put Vaseline around your hairline and then line it with cotton and put you in a shower cap. So Now you can just do it with an app. <laughs> on a photo, you just but it was, add it, it after. It was a lot to get past visually. We're both in our shower caps with yeah. our cotton and our smocks, but we kept yep. getting rotated like to the dryers and the washing basins. I don't look great in my regular you. hair. And, yeah. uh, Tin foil. So anyway, so we, we eventually, um, we eventually we it eventually took us a while s- yeah. because of phones and right. answering machines. And, uh, if and I couldn't, see, I couldn't see people. I was still making bad choices, so I yeah. couldn't see good people, yeah. Anyway. Uh, but so we were going to talk about, we were going to talk about how... We got um, engaged. How, right? yeah, our, the propo- our proposal. When we got engaged and how the, the dynamic of it actually has followed us through our relationship and every single one of our conflicts or fights is exactly formed yeah. by this incident. Yeah, you're, and your first fight is every fight you'll ever have, and every part of what's wrong yeah. with you is in that fight. Yep. I promise you. Yeah. I promise you. You can go back, look at every fight, and go, fuck, there's, there's me doing that thing. Day. That's that thing yeah. I do. Fuck, I did it then. But you don't think you've done it. And when you really love somebody, that shit just seems minor. Like, ah, she's a little racist, but... No, but you know what I mean? Like, there's shit you overlook. Wait, like, that what? just seems, that seems a little How? controlled. Not, you're not racist. It, ki- uh, it kind of felt like it was at me, though. I was like, mm, no, no, no. I'm the one standing here that you married. No, 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 so. that was my, that's my imaginary other life, wife. 
Uh, I have an imaginary one. God bless her, man. Yep. If she could take some of the duties, that'd be great. Yep. Oh, trust me, she has. And uh, like intimacy, eye that? contact, no. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah, those two. Um, anyway, uh, um, oh, did you, yeah. Do you, you want to? Did you want to? Yeah, let's. Yeah, we we wrote a book. We might as well. Yeah. We should set and it please up. let us if no, we've gone too long. We'll just walk off if you know we don't have to keep talking. Yeah. Uh, at all. And by the way, and everybody who was okay. up here was fantastic, by the way. R truly, truly so a much good fun. Show. Such really a good fun. show. Yep. All right, so just a little backstory. Greg and I had not been dating all that long. And I'd been married once before. So I was not a rushing into it type of person. And I was like, I'm fully fucking in love. This is happening. And she I was like, I'm really not sure he's marriage material. I need some more time. Uh, but there were circumstances. His mother. Well, don't tell that yet. Okay. Don't tell that yet. <laughs> Sorry, I might But we also had opportunities. So it was, it was a New Year's um, uh, and uh, of, uh, going into the millennial, so 1999, mm -hmm. um, uh, and we did not party like it was 1999. Um, but we, um, I, we were going to be in Hawaii. That's where her family lives, and uh, so I'm like, I gotta, I, I have to marry this woman, uh, and so uh, my mother. Uh, had it said she had a ring. My mom was a drunk, a uh, good person, had some problems, but a nice person, uh, but a little eclectic and not uh, always uh, on the same page as you uh, or just really manipulative. Anyway, uh, she had told me years before that there was a ring uh, that I could have if I ever asked someone to marry me. And I said, I'd love to, I'm going to marry Amira. And she said, Oh, fantastic. And she really did like Amira. And she goes, I'll be right back. And I thought she was going to get the ring. And she came back, and she handed me a Christmas ornament of an angel holding a heart. And she said, give her this. And if she can't accept that as uh, something, a token of your love, then maybe that's not the right person for you. It's like, oh, am, I am I challenging her to a duel? Like, I, I feel like I don't, I feel like she's passed some tests. I don't know that... You know, but to be fair, I am a total product of the 90s, like, alternative. We just fucking hate everything. We were just the unfunnest, meanest. Like, the fact that you guys even like a show like this just shows you how much better. We just fucking hated everything. Everyone was a fucking hack. Everything was shitty. If you had a fucking callback, we were like, oh, fuck, like nothing. Everything was just fucking awful. P married people, marriage, and con like we just fucking hated everything. So part of me was like, maybe she doesn't even fucking want a ring. She was married once before, and uh, whatever. And I would find out about that very soon. So we go to Hawaii. my family all lives in Hawaii, and my parents had rented this big house in Diamond Head, so we could all be together in one space for uh, New Year's. And Greg came out to spend the holidays with us, and so our bedroom was downstairs but it was all glass and windows and sliding doors looking at the ocean and you could also walk out to like this pool that was under an overhang but it was a rental so it was in Hawaii where like the carpets are kind of slippery because nothing ever dries it would have been very easy to see somebody from a 70s porn movie go I'm not fucking in there yeah it <laughs> something was something died like in there so that thing outdated. is too fucking weird everything it's just weird everything was just not like plush or pretty, except for the out of doors where God made Hawaii and did a good job. Like, but right. inside it was... Dank. It was so bad. Dank. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was. So I went to I went to bed because I was reading whatever that year's version of Gone Girl, like a super compelling read was. Mm -hmm. So I'm in bed, but all the glass windows are closed, so it's just reflecting back to me the shitty room I'm in. So I'm reading my book. And uh, I went up and I asked her parents. uh, You know, I I did that old timey thing. And, uh, and, t- and I told them, I said, I love your daughter, and I, my, I, I feel like I have a fairly good uh, career happening in show business. Uh, I had done just some very excellent open mics and uh, <laughs> had been appreciated by those people uh, who I told, fuck off, we don't do this for you. Uh, I'm going to a laundromat. And, uh, and, uh, and, so, uh, and they were lovely. I love her parents. We get along well. And uh, I'd done that. And uh, down I went to the bedroom with my ornament. And uh, and I and we wrote this out in script form so yeah. that we uh, could make it uh, even more uncomfortable for you. Yeah. So I as we uh, as we le- relive our engagement. So I've given you the setting, but just imagine I'm in pajamas under the covers reading my book, and I can't be bothered. Right, and uh, mirror clad. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, That's in it. Pajamas. Yep. Right. Uh, engrossed in a novel, Greg enters nervously. Amira doesn't look away from her book or acknowledge his entrance. Yep. Amira finally breaks away from her <laughs> book, slightly bothered. No, that's wrong page. Oh, is that right? Is that? No, I think it's right. Oh, no, no, it's on the back of the... Yeah, oh, yeah I got you. Yep. Start that one. There I, you go. It's all bad. I know. It's bad. Um, Amira still doesn't look no, up. No, yeah, right there. Hey. Say the line, hey. I'm, super, s- I'm not great at auditions. You said hey. <laughs> Which part am I reading again? Are you going to read part of it? Yeah. I fucking... I remember it all. I memorized all of it. Just let me get through it. <laughs> You're I was cut out of Jerry Maguire. <laughs> I think I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. Hey. Hey. Hi. Hi. What are you, uh, what are you doing? Vacuuming. How's that going? What? Uh, is that going good? My vacuuming? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not actually vacuuming. I'm reading a book. Right. Right. Okay, cool. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading this book, in fact. Oh, that looks like a, yep, that looks like that'd be a good book to read. I'm not kidding. It I is good. You'd like this it. Is, this, this is This is, this is exactly real. what happened. This You'd is, like it. It's about, um. Uh. Uh, it, oh, it is good? What is it about? Yeah, you'd like it. It's good, right? Yeah, I said that part already. Okay. You'd like it. It's good. Right. It's about... Oh, gotcha. I thought that was me. Uh, <laughs> it's so hard to tell. It was so awful. I probably did repeat the words she said. Um, so we're best friends, right? Huh? Do not start there. <laughs> you and me, we're like best friends, right? Wouldn't you say we've become best friends? Yeah, I, I mean, definitely as far as my, you're my best friend is, that's a guy. Right, right. And we have fun. Yep, <laughs> yep. These are not accomplishments. <laughs> um, uh, and I was just telling your parents that you're my best friend. That's sweet. And your, your parents are nice people. And we had a really good talk. I'm, I'm glad they like you, too. Yep, and so I was thinking that maybe you and I should hang out for a long time. <laughs> oh, okay. 
I fucking worked on Sex in the City. <laughs> For many seasons. Yeah. He's uh, been exposed to television, movies, and literature. But this is how this is going. I, and I think we should hang out forever, like when we're old. Okay. Like in my mind, I'm like, how are you still even here? Yeah. Um, so what do you think about that? In conclusion. About, about here what? Here it is. That was my. About uh, what? You know, hanging out for a long time to, for like when we're old. I, I don't know. I guess it sounds good. 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 That's over. Um. um are then, you are uh, you are yeah. you trying to ask me to marry you? Yes, I am, but it is not going well. No, it is not. <laughs> I'm nervous. That's okay. Um, this is for you. <laughs> I could have not given it. I just could have not given it. But I fucking wanted that cherry on the top. I wanted this fucking boom. Thank you. Yeah, look, he's giving you his heart. Uh, it's, it's very cute. It's very cute. Right. So My mom this, said so I should give this to so you. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, we're just staring at each other, and I'm holding a Christmas ornament. Well, that was nice of her. Uh, it's not a ring. I, I can see that. I guess usually there is a ring. Usually? Uh, I mean, at some point, if you want one or something... Come on, if you want one or something, if you, I don't know, if you just want to make it weird in your decision, yeah, I'd love for you to help me through this because I'm a fucking, I and mean, And by the way, he was already fuck. in his 30s when this happened. It wasn't like 23. 30, yeah. yeah. Yep. And so I said, ah, I'm not really sure what to say because nothing has happened. There's, right. not, there's not been a will you marry me or I love you or... There's not been a part where I've been proposed to. I'm just holding a ring. I mean, holding a clay ornament. Yep. And we're staring at each other. And I was like, okay. Yep. I and guess I'll go I back to reading? And he's uh, like, yeah, I'll get my book. Yep. I'm like. Yep. And that's, and that's, that was it. And then we went to bed. Yep. Both of us just staring off somewhere. And, and I and the next morning my parents go so why how come you didn't come jump on our bed last night I was like for what like aren't you engaged I was like no I was like he didn't ask me to marry like he gave me a Christmas ornament but he didn't like he told me he wants to hang out for a long like no no are you kidding Wait, you're me not fucking into that fucking hanging out Wait, like forever and stuff for things that we would do like maybe I got some shit yeah. what. Yeah, so, and and literally every single conflict. Kurt's still dead, man. <laughs> I'm fucking still recovering from that. That's all. I'm still a little fucking screwed up. But every single conflict or fight we've had has been that he there's stuff happening in here that doesn't come out here. Here's the thing. And I, I just lack preparedness, stare, and Amira lacks stare. the skill to see that and make it easier. Yeah. Like it's the thing where you go. I show up, I literally, that's like when you, you know when you go, and I'm sure there's comics here where you go to that fucking open mic and you're like, I didn't really write it down, I'll wing it. And you go up and you got nothing and you're not good and it's not coming and then you can't remember your old shit because you're fucking bombing so hard and then you're like, oh, 
that happens most the time when I don't fucking, that's why I have this in my hand. I don't really need it, but fuck me. I'm not coming up here and blowing it again. <laughs> and I, what I would say, in, in probably in conclusion, is that if the solution to your problem is I'll get the clay angel, you still have a problem. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Good night, you guys. Thank you so much. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome back, everyone. Man, what a set. It reminded me, in a later episode, we will talk about my proposal to you. <laughs> also a doozy. I truly relate it to the content Greg and Amira provided. <laughs> it's great, Greg. I, I I thought this was wonderful. It's also like, you know, I used to listen to Walking the Room with Greg and Dave Anthony. And so it's, uh, you know. Yeah. This it is was nice. Cool. It was, it was nice cool to have. One. It was a cool moment to have them on the show. Yeah. Um, but uh, so before we get to the next set, uh, we have, you know, earlier, I forget which episode, but we said, please, if you guys have relationship questions, neither of us are experts. Of course. And honestly, if you're asking for relationship advice, probably the answer should be break up with the person. <laughs> <laughs> That's really, really, if you're at that stage where you're going to write Dan Savage, the answer should be leave that person. <laughs> Suck it up. Pack your bags. Suck it up. Pack your bags. 
but we did. <laughs> but that should, that should be on a T-shirt. Suck it up and pack your bags. Oh God. <laughs> um, but we said, you know, if you got a question, we'll take a crack at it. We're open. It's a safe space. And you know what? Someone actually asked us a question. I'm very excited. This should be fun to do. <laughs> at the very least, you know what? Advice. Maybe the answer is always the same thing. But it's the journey, Naomi. You take to get to that <laughs> exactly. answer. Exactly. You know, you're just you're doing a poll. You're doing a poll. You're collecting data. And also, I will say this for this person: it's brave to have to write strangers right. and ask them for advice. Well, I think that just speaks to how warm and welcoming I am. <laughs> so, you guys, we <laughs> you guys, we got a direct message via Twitter to Naomi and Andy which is also where you can send your cues. And this lovely, lovely woman broke it down for us. Andy, tell them. Let's set the scene. Let them know the sitch. At the Jasmine wrote us and said, I've been dating my boyfriend for a year now, and it's a weird situation. So before I dated him, I actually dated his friend. It wasn't awkward at all. We all met the same day. Parentheses. It was a Tinder group date. I don't know what that means. Sounds funky. Uh, End parentheses. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Keep reading. Fast forward. He hasn't told his friend that we are dating Uh. and thought it would be a great idea to move in with him. Having talked about it, he now realizes that it might not be the best idea. Also, he has always been terrible with texting, but now he Mm. seems like he doesn't give a shit. Everything is great when we are together, but as soon as he's away, it's like he lives on a different planet. Thanks for hearing me out. I hope to hear your feedback. Heart emoji with a little dot underneath it. I don't know. I always call it like a heart metal. I oh. think of it as a heart metal. Yeah. If it was purple, it would be a... Purple uh, heart? Yeah. But... but <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I yes, meant a purple I heart it. metal. I for it. being wounded. For, for being emotionally wounded. Honestly? And I was going to say, that's where she's at. That's where she's at. Andy, okay, before I get into my thoughts, because you know I have a lot, you tell me what you would advise in this situation. Now, let's notice, we are not being asked... If she should leave this person, that's not it. It is just, what do you think? Do we think that there's something off about this? Yes. Obviously, you should follow him. See Why Why is he suddenly distant? That's the question I have. I mean, look, in reality, you should probably just confront him and be like, hey. I mean, this is the real thing, right? Yeah. You talk to him and be like, hey, you know, I've noticed that you're very distant lately. Why? You know, is, did something happen? Do you think that, that, you know, this is not going right? But that's not fun. No. So instead of just confronting him, which is what adults do, follow him. Now, <laughs> you know, when I was uh, – when grad school wasn't going so well for me, I was watching a lot of Veronica Mars at the time. <laughs> and I got it into my head, what if I became a private eye? Oh, Jesus. Uh, and I bought a book. It's very easy. On how to be a private eye? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's written by a private eye himself. And he was like, you can do it too? Yeah, anyone can do it. Mm. Mostly, you just need to be able to buy like nice binoculars and <laughs> some spy gear. And then you subscribe spy to a gear. bunch of websites where you can like look up people's past and they're like... Okay, like get access to the criminal records. And yeah, DMV stuff DMV and all that stuff. stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's really all you need. And you probably need like a police contact like I see in TV shows. Yeah, yeah. You so they can feed guy. you some of the inside info. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Also, by the way, abolish the police. Anyway, so <laughs> just get, just throwing that out there. Policing in this country is out of control. And anyway, so uh, when when grad school was not going well for me, stop. When grad school was not going well for me, I thought, what if I became a private eye? And I read all this information. It's easy. So 
you learn how to tail, right? Because uh, you got to stay pretty far back, but you want to. I've never understood that tailing someone and putting like two cars in between you. I'm like, I someone when someone completes a turn, if I don't get through that light, you're gone. You're gone. You're dead to me. That's why I got to be like two cars back. But that's what I'm saying. But like you know, at certain turns, like only two cars can go through. So if you if you turn and then you and this car, I'm sitting at a light. Well, if I'm at a long light, how how can I be honest? I don't know how tailing works in big cities, all right? If you're living in the suburbs, tail away. But in a big city, you're getting one car through maybe on a left. Maybe (laughs) two. Maybe two. Honestly, I'm going to have to read this book about tailing because I think even in a small place, then the reverse problem is that, like, it's so obvious if you're tailing because there's no one between you and the next car. Okay, listen. Now, Jasmine, this isn't what your question was. Your question was not about tailing. So I'm going to answer you. I'm going to give you a little bit of real talk, okay? This dumb ass... Moved in with the dude you used to date and didn't think that would be uncomfortable? You know why? Because he didn't think to tell him y'all were dating. And that is the thing I really take issue with. A guy, you know, when somebody doesn't tell their close friends, it's not like you walk up to people, your boss goes, how was your weekend? And you're like, I got a girlfriend. But someone close enough to you that you choose to live with them, you didn't find them on Craigslist, that's like your boy, you choose to live with them, you've been together for about a year and that person doesn't know? No, no. There's nothing about you to be ashamed of. There's nothing about you to hide. No. And I am finding that suspect. And I will say this. I'm not even going to make this a gender thing. I think some people, I don't care who, are good at compartmentalizing, but I find that suspect. Don't be putting me in little boxes on the hillside, little boxes made of ticky-tacky. You know? I It's like... When you're with me, you're all here. And then when I'm gone, it's like it's like when you and I are separate, I don't exist anymore. Andy, question. Do you think about me when I'm not around? Of course. Do you talk about me when I'm not around? Of course. Am I in the front of mind, guiding your every day, making you live, g- being your sun and moon and stars? Sure. Okay, close enough. And that brings me to what I believe you should expect from your lover of a year. I, keeping secrets is crazy. Hot take, Andrew. <laughs> I mean. Look, I mean. If you're writing a primetime drama, everyone's got to have secrets, and then you spool out when those secrets are revealed. And then that's how you write drama. But in real life, I want to be drama free. Exactly. No secrets. Exactly. That's why I'm going to spill all my secrets right now <laughs> on the podcast. When I was 10, (laughs) I poisoned uh, an elderly... Don't even (laughs) joke about it. He'd be taking bits too far. I've never poisoned anything. anything. I know. I'm a vegetarian. I take cockroaches outside. I know. That does annoy me. I'm like, please shut it down. Kill it. There are billions where that came from. I'm not worried about their numbers. (laughs) I'll kill bed bugs. We I'll kill bedbugs. We don't have those. Don't even bring them up. I feel like I hear the word bedbugs and I immediately start itching. I can't even think about it. But I truly believe, Jasmine, you are having a feeling. There's a part of your gut that felt like you needed an opinion from two strangers. And that means you're not feeling right. You're not feeling right. And you got to have a straight up conversation. I mean, the, the intricacies of text, I get that. I'm not a big text message conversation person. I like to use text for the basics. Where you at? See you here. Blah, blah, blah. Where's my food? Where's my food? Always the text I send you. Uh, but 
this whole not telling the person who you used to date, who he is friends with, who he is also living with about you guys. No, no, no. Okay. I hope that answers your question. Maybe he's embarrassed. Get over it. It's been almost a year. Because they used to, because they used to date. Not, not embarrassed of her, but embarrassed of like, I don't know how to, maybe he doesn't know how to use his words yet. I don't know how old these people are. Maybe he, this is, you know, remember me before therapy did not know how to use my words. I was, uh, I was an emotional uh, data from Star Trek The Next Generation. That is correct. Right? So I just didn't know, didn't understand emotions, didn't know how to translate them into English. So no. I'm not, I'm not, look, I'm not making excuses for this douchebag. I'm not making, <laughs> no offense, I guess they're still dating. Exactly. Of, you never want to go that far. You never want to go that far. You have to remember when you're giving somebody advice about their significant other, you can never really trash talk that person. But you can trash talk their actions. You can say that action was trifling. You cannot say he is trifling because you got to remember if they say together, you on the record. You the on actions the record. of a real fudge butt. Thank you. I hope we helped you, Jess. So many hot takes for me. <laughs> Secrets are bad. Those are the actions of a real fudge butt. <laughs> Jasmine, I hope we helped you. And listeners, okay, if you got questions, you know I got answers. Are they correct? Not necessarily, but I will come in hot. So hit us up, okay? You can send us messages on Insta at Couples Therapy Pod. You can also hit us up on Twitter at Naomi and Andy, okay? Because we are here for you. Plus, it's also really interesting to hear Andy's takes on relationships. Yes, because they're, you know what? I've got. I've, Got such like interesting opinions. <laughs> you, you heard it today. You you're like, oh my god, I've never thought about those angles. Right. Don't right. keep secrets. Weird. <laughs> All right, you guys. We're gonna see you in a little bit. After this commercial, we're gonna give you another hot, hot set. Bye. Hey, y'all. Wanted to pop in real quick and let you know that if you like what you hear and you want to support the show, there are a couple different ways. Most of our support comes from our wonderful Patreon community. For $5 a month, you get two bonus episodes of just us mostly spilling the tea mm-hmm. and occasionally searching for crazy bread in Los Angeles, plus lots of other bonus content. We love our page pals, and we couldn't do this without you. And if you want to join, go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. We also have merch, which includes Gotta Miss a Bitch and Jubu t-shirts, yeah. which you can find in the link tree in our Twitter or Insta bios. And for absolutely $0, you can rate and review the show on Apple five stars please it'll only take 10 seconds and it helps us tremendously okay that's it we love you deeply now back to the show and we are back how you doing friends you guys we got another great set for you friends of ours i know this is so exciting you guys this is a wonderful set from andrew t and tawny newsome the co-hosts of the podcast yo is this racist and you know what most of the time it is (laughs) <laughs> Andrew has worked as a writer for a number of shows, including Problematic with Moshe Kasher and Robot Chicken. Tawny is an actor and improviser who is on the main stage and touring company of Second City in Chicago. And she was a regular on the show Bajillion Dollar Properties and a recurring character on BET's The Comedy Get Down. Plus, you can hear on like a thousand uh, comedy bang bang episodes and other Earwolf podcasts. She has her own Earwolf podcast besides Yo, Is This Racist? which on Stitcher Premium. Oh, it's good. Check I love it, it. Podcast Queen. You guys. <laughs> Get ready for this fun time. Roll it. Hugs. Everyone hugs. Everyone hugs. Um, Naomi, thank you for creating a safe space for me to bring my purse on stage. Uh, We are co-workers. 
We are oh, not. Oh, yeah, that's our relationship. Yeah. Coworkers. Because we're not like a couple, so we just want to clear that. We're not going to have any salacious tidbits to talk about. Uh, Will we? No. <laughs> Come on. Get your minds out of the gutter. Um, so, yeah, uh, we do a podcast called Yo, Is This Racist? Uh, thank y'all. Please thank give you. it up. Uh, business is slow these days. You know, it's <laughs> not that much shit going on. Yeah, racism's been solved. We fixed it. We are a big no, contributor. Everything's to fixing on fire. Racism. It's yeah. very bad right now. We have a lot to talk about every week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so for a w- long time, I did this podcast by myself because I'm a masochist and yeah. I just loved. You know what? I actually did love being able to tell people. Um, I'm off the clock when they ask me racism shit. Like when white people at a party are like, so what did you think about? Yeah. And it's like, call my fucking podcast. <laughs> so the podcast, we take voicemails. If you haven't heard it, we take voicemails from people that are either calling to talk about some shit that they've done or like things that have happened to them. The Sometimes best, people yeah. are just like, I saw this weird mascot on a billboard <laughs> in the South. Is that fucked up? And we're like, definitely, yes. It's we. Uh, my favorite type of calls that we get are people who are currently in a fight and think that we are like some sort of racism hotline. Like they think it's real time and not a podcast that comes out like six weeks later after they call in. What if instead of doing approximately 45 minutes of work a week, we were on the clock 24-7 forever to talk about racism? Oh yeah, like like Love Line. That was real. That was real time, right? Yeah. Dr. Drew would sit there and answer people's creepy sex questions. Yeah. Just don't don't do that. That's illegal. It was just a recording of him saying that. Andrew brought me in because you were tired. I was so tired. I was so so tired of the racism. (laughs) Um, And also Tawny is... I think I was thinking about this, about what to say is, I think Tawny and I are both a lot of white people's main friend of color. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Thank you, improv. Comedy rules. Yeah, um, we found that out. Uh, you found that out recently uh, because Crazy oh, Rich yeah. Asians came out. Y'all, just if you're... Get another Asian friend besides me. <laughs> He's seen I it just, 12 times. Was, it was wild. It was just like, yeah. I had that with Black Panther, too. People were like, <laughs> um, have you seen this movie yet? It's called Black Panther. I was like, I'm your only black friend. Okay. It's starting to feel like, actually... Though we started this as an indictment of our friends, it has become an indictment on us. <laughs> it's not that we only have white friends. I saw Black Panther with other black people. Yeah, same. You got a whole crab club. <laughs> That's true. I got Chinese crab club going. That I can't join. And who loves crab more than Chinese people? Black people. But I can't join because it's only Chinese people. I... And they go hard on these crabs. Tell them what you do. It is. <laughs> they do. It is, uh, so what has happened is there's like a group of like six Chinese people and the the game, there's a text thread and whoever sees crab on sale has to take a picture of the sale price of the crab and then buy crab for everyone and we hang out that night. It's real, it's That's real Chinese. That's the blackest shit I've ever heard. Oh, th- that is the nicest thing anyone's deal? ever said to me. Taking a picture of a deal, my aunt, this is a true story that I didn't know I was ever going to tell in public. My aunt is going to Mexico with my dad because none of the rest of us will go to Mexico with her. So my dad's like, fine, I guess I'll just take her by myself. And she is taking pictures of towels that she sees on sale in Mexico and bring, like, told him to bring an extra suitcase so she can bring back towels. You, <laughs> towel deal. 
just gotta um, get them cheap towels. This isn't even what we were gonna talk about. No, it kind of is. We remember when we, we, we were making a plan earlier, yeah. and step two of just riff until we think of something else to say. Yeah. That's gonna be. Is that what we're in now? Is this okay, what were we gonna talk about? Our podcast. Our oh, podcast. Yeah. Our podcast. All right, we have a framework for this, guys. We did. We came up with like a whole conceit that we have. Just kick the fuck out the window at this point? Because we're not stand-ups, and I was like, I just no. need a premise, and then I can go. Yeah. Um, so our premise is that it's, uh, you know, we're co-workers. We are co- This got real, it got real corporate. Because before, it was just some dumbass talking into a microphone <laughs> about how all your obviously racist shit is racist. But then and you brought it's on... two dumbasses yeah. <laughs> talking into... But now no. you got, like, an employee. So now we're, That's like... Or like Do you a, think of yourself as my employee? I don't know. Maybe I'm like a. Um, I don't I feel wait, like. So, are you the president or the CEO? I feel like I'm like the scandal plagued uh, chairman of the board. <laughs> I haven't done anything. Sorry, that sounded bad. What did? Wait. What scandal also, did I? The scandal is like how much fucking cholesterol I have from the <laughs> crab party. Okay. Jesus also, Christ. Also, the chairman of the board die. doesn't work at the corporation. What if, you know what, the, the thing that's going to short circuit this bit about how we're coworkers is neither of us know how a business works <laughs> in any way. This premise is great. We have nothing. Um, well, that's true because I actually have never worked like an office job. I always had like bartending jobs or like teaching kids how to play with bubbles and their parents called that drama class. <laughs> it's awesome because I feel like since Tawny started, she's been specifically corporatizing like you're really no isn't like you're really into making it like let's do this shit right like a fucking professional oh i'm just trying to make money yeah because i've been doing my share podcast for free y'all i've been like a, gu a guest on every podcast just like sure 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 but the second i'm hosting one i'm like where's the, where's yeah, the ad yeah, dollars yeah. though let's make real shit happen um, we got a new producer we got producer we have a Zing real producer there. he's oh, like yeah. so on top of Shout things so to i'm like let's make this a real thing we're touring yeah. we're doing live shows like that's yeah. where the money is but I um hope so. It better be. One day. <laughs> if it's um, not, then we won't do it anymore. This see, this is how I've corporatized it. I understand what no, you're saying. No, this is great. That. But you you basically it's like we have like like there's an HR department, we just complain about each other to producer Zig. Yeah, and he That's doesn't cool. do anything but if we did have like a dispute, yeah, what would our what would our like HR avenue be? I think we'd have to do it on air. We'd have to hash it out on air yeah. and let uh, the most impartial and fair observer of the human condition, Twitter, can just decide <laughs> it for us. That would be fine. I think yeah. tw Twitter should just solve all our problems. Okay, so that's our HR department. Yep. What else does a business have? You did Well, we did a corporate retreat, kind of. Oh, yeah. That was fucking sweet. I like to camp because, like Ooh. Naomi, I also have an inner white woman. Um, <laughs> and so I love the outdoors. I love hiking. I love nature. So my husband and I were like, what if we get all our friends who are like a little lukewarm about camping? Because mm -hmm. I don't know how. I'm also from Chicago, and I was always looking for like nature and shit. And moving to LA, I was like, the nature's so close. I don't know any of my friends who like to camp or do any of this shit. Like oh. people will be like, I hiked in Griffith. I'm like, that's not a hike. That's a dusty walk. Right. So I'm always looking for friends to like come and like be in the wilderness and you've expressed interest You're, in it so what had happened was i was a boy scout <laughs> you were until the age of, yeah oh wow i did fine on the camping trip everyone i did, you fine. did great i barely uh no i was fine um, he, he sharpened everyone's i knife. sharpened a lot of knives <laughs> he had, I had like a, a real creepy vibe actually now that we're talking about i was just mostly like <laughs> staring off into space and sharpening knives 
No, you were um, just stoned. We went during the meteor I shower, stoned, and Andrew yeah. was the only one who was like, I don't give a fuck about that meteor shower. I'm going to eat this edible and be in bed by 8.45. I, I could not. I'm like one of those like miracle of nature people where I'm like, I do not give a f- It's rocks in space. You <laughs> who gives a you fuck? You went to bed so early, even after the first night when we saw the crazy meteor. Did anyone see the Perseid meteors? Was anyone anywhere dark? No. Give it up for meteor. All right. No, um, y'all city mice. But it was so bright. I was like, these are lasers shooting across the sky. One of them scared me. I thought it was coming at us like like a, a Armageddon movie or something. And you were just, the next night even, you were like, nah, I'm I going to bed. I was just so high all the time. <laughs> Which is actually how my other, so I stopped being a Boy Scout when I was 16 um, because I didn't want to do the service project. And in lieu of like helping people, I just basically did LSD professionally for one calendar year. So wait, what that is was <laughs> you have to help people as part of being a Boy Scout? Yeah, it turns out um, you have to. It's like you know Boy Scouts. It's like kind of like a paramilitary organization of like just young kind of angry boys. I I guess I think of it as like just boys who like to camp. I don't know. Nah. No, who likes to camp? Uh, white people. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I guess so. That's the okay, only place so we see out there. Uh, okay, so we were talking about, we did the, the corporate retreat. It yeah. was determined that Andrew just likes to do drugs and stare into space, and Tawny loves the miracle and totality of space and time. Yeah. But that it, was cool. I guess the point of a corporate retreat is to like bring get you to know your coworkers in a different way, right? Yeah. That's true. So I know that you can sharpen knives, uh-huh. that you don't care about space rocks, uh-huh. that you can make a mean, weird scrap meal out of scraps that we had oh, yeah. not designated food for the night. I think I was, this is how you could tell I was way too stoned. I decided that we were going to, I was going to turn the collard green stems into Because yes, like I made collard greens soup. camping. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, I did. We really, I feel like we were leaning into not being white on that oh i always do i yeah i'm full rei white woman you know cheryl strayed wide wild fully fully (laughs) but then i will make a full soul food dinner absolutely yeah yeah you You, oh there's no other way no because then you look over and then there's some little white family just making like hot dogs and stuff and they're like yeah you want this dirty rice don't you you want this mac and cheese in a dutch oven you kept doing that dance and staring at that white family, and I, I thought like, it was yeah. just like a thing. That makes sense now. Like, yeah, now you don't now know shit about these beignets. That makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> or just the garbage that Andrew made. Um, so we're a business now. We are a goddamn business. One of the things that happened, our podcast uh, is on uh, the Earwolf Network. Um, we were having some trouble selling ads for the show uh, because the... Uh, what do you mean because? People. They know why. These people <laughs> understand what the because turns is out, in that turns statement. Turns out advertisers don't love being attached to a show called Yo, Is This Racist? <laughs> we did get a note back, actually, from uh, from your lovely husband, Nate, saying the number of times you guys say racist in, or racism or racist <laughs> in your uh, like ad sales description like our is turning people off. Yeah. <laughs> He was like, sorry to give this kind of note. I hate myself. He's in marketing. But he was like, just don't say the word racist so many times. It's just a lot. Because it's making a little, you know, it's making like white people's buttholes just cinch up a little bit. Yeah. So we thought what we would do is we would end this little bit. We're going to try a thing we've never tried before. We're going to do some spec ads for just companies that need some help. And we didn't write this, so. Oh, we sure did not. We also (laughs) didn't. (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, Starbucks. Uh, we taught a class. We're not racist anymore. Starbucks. You're allowed to be black in Starbucks now. <laughs> Yours That's is better. the new Starbucks. That's great. Okay. All white Starbucks is out the window. Um, <laughs> That's good. What was our other one? Papa John's? Papa John's. Papa John's. Uh, our pizza is no longer racist, but mm -hmm. it is still bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you want the... G <laughs> Just keep the... Keep the it's, we're, we're, you know, sort of cardboardy ketchup paste. Mm, that you dunk in butter. But technically... We can say we fired the one racist that worked there. Yeah. Papa John's. Papa John's. Or <laughs> Papa John's. Niggas love us now. Oh! Okay, that's all we got to end this Bye. shit. Peace! Welcome back, y'all. Andrew and Tawny. Oh, I want to eat some crab. Chinese crab club. Chinese crab club. <laughs> Chinese crab club. CCC. So um, good. <laughs> Love them. Uh, in fact, you can hear us. We were just on a recent episode of Yo's is Racist. Yep. That was a real fun time. Yeah, we really got into it. I think both of us, it was like during a real hot streak here. <laughs> That's what you call you it. You mean when a it's... heat wave? Yeah, a hot streak. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we were all out of our minds with heat stroke. <laughs> uh, you guys, thanks for listening to this episode. If you want to hit us up, you can find us on Twitter at Naomi and Andy. You can find us on Instagram at Couples Therapy Pod. Individually, I'm at Blacktress, and he is at Andy Beckerman. Yeah. And also, you can find the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're there, please rate and review the show. We need those reviews. There's some weird algorithm Apple's created. It's <laughs> controlling all of our lives, and uh, it feeds much like Cthulhu in the Lovecraft mythos. It feeds on reviews. Oh, my God. Did you understand any of that? Cthulhu in the Lovecraft mythos. Anyway, you guys, if you want to see us live, if you want to get some merch, hit up CouplesTherapyPod.com. That's where we got some sweet items for you and info and ticket links for our live shows. Next one is October 6th, this Saturday. It's so going to be great. Uh, we got uh, Max Silvestri and Gabe Liedman. Uh, we got Emma Wilman from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. It's going to be great. A lot of cool people. So uh, you can get tickets at CouplesTherapyPod.com under CS Live. You can get merch, T-shirts. I love the T-shirts we have. Yeah, they're really great. Super comfy and soft. And I like that they're a little long. I don't know. I like a T that hits the hip. So I feel like it, journey. it is a great combination between my indie rock sensibilities, my love of indie rock T-shirts. Oh, you love a band T-shirt. And your style. It's so true. So you guys, check them out if you're into it. And we will see you next week. Bye. Peace. Uh -oh.